0: What's up, guys? Chris Avery with you on a Notre Dame edition of Chargers Weekly. Coming up a little bit later, we're going to hear from Isaac Rochelle, defensive end. He's been doing a lot of good this offseason during the pandemic, and I want to tell you about it. LocalHuman.co is his new initiative. But first, we're going to hear from Isaac's college head coach, Brian Kelly. Aloy Gilman is the latest member of the Irish to join the Chargers. We're going to go through all of Coach Kelly's former guys right now. So without further ado, here's Brian Kelly. All right, very pleased to be joined by Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly. And coach, I was just joking with you, Notre Dame West out here in Southern California. How does it feel to see all your guys coming to the
1: Chargers? Well, I I just wish I had tickets to some of the games, uh, you know, to be able to get out and watch them play with the weather here in South Bend. Uh, But we're excited for them, no doubt.
0: Started with uh, Alohi Gilman. He's the, he's the latest Charger. Uh, you tweeted out that he was one of the more inspirational leaders in, in your locker room. What are the Chargers getting in, in Alohi, Coach?
1: Passion. Uh, a passion that uh, you'll see it both on and off the field. He'll be active in the community. Um, he'll be somebody that immediately shows himself on the field in the way that he makes plays. Uh, just great instincts for the game. Some people have made to play the game of football. Um, God made him to play this game of football. Just great instincts, a love and passion for the game. And then again, as I mentioned, um, somebody that uh, just his personality rubs off on everybody.
0: That's right. You know, another guy, uh, Drew Tranquil, last year. Chargers get him in the fourth round. I talked to your defensive coordinator, Clark Lee, and he said that Drew will not relent until he's an NFL starter. Uh, He made his mark on special teams to start the year, worked his way into the starting lineup. Are you surprised with how quickly Drew's made his mark in the NFL?
1: No, I think I echo the same sentiments. Uh, We've seen him overcome so much. You know, two ACLs, um, being told that he wasn't good enough, um, coming – you know from the state of Indiana in terms of uh, high school football um, I just think that he's that guy that has such grit determination uh, such a core uh, belief system uh, that he's going to be successful and I think we've seen that in a very short period Mm -hmm. of time where he's made his mark uh, with the LA Chargers that uh, you know he's going to find his role And, and you know I think that's you know coach Bradley and and he he wants those guys on defense that have a a chip on their shoulder that have something to prove and 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 I think uh Drew carries that with him every single day
0: and it's the more you can do as well to to be a, a standout special teamer his rookie year just finding a way to get onto the football field and then kind of parlaying that into a role on the defense those are the types of guys that you want in your locker room because they set an example for the others
1: Well, if you notice one thing about the guys that have been drafted, uh, you know, Kevin Kelly does a great job of, you know, assessing the versatility of the players as well. We talked about Drew. Alohi's an outstanding special teams player. Uh, You're even going to see with the free agents that you have, um, they're guys that have great versatility and will have a chance to make the roster because they can do so many jobs and will make it uh, very difficult for, for, uh, uh, LA, that to keep them because they can do so many other things other than playing the position. So it's just, again, um, I'm biased uh, because, you know, I recruited them and we developed them. Um, but there is definitely a plan in, in taking them because they have great versatility and can stretch your roster um, if, in fact, they do make your team.
0: Coach, another guy looking to make that leap in year two is the first rounder from last year, Jerry Tillery. And Jerry had had a shoulder injury. He missed a lot of the offseason workouts last year, a little bit of training camp, showed some flashes at the end of the year. And Coach Bradley just spoke yesterday, said Jerry has made it a point to get stronger this year um, and to really work. He said he hasn't been doing anything but work in this offseason. What do you look to see from Jerry in year two after getting a taste of the NFL in year one?
1: So uh, Jerry is very smart. One thing that Jerry has is self-awareness. And uh, he's very aware of his situation, knows that he did not perform at the level that the expectations had, had set for him. And you're right, a lot of that had to do with the injury. But uh, he's never been a guy to make excuses. He won't use as an excuse. And so I think you'll see a guy that is um, wanting to um, – live up to maybe some of the expectations that were set with the, with where he was drafted. So, um, he's, uh, again, very self-aware of his situation. He doesn't walk around not knowing what is expected of him. And, um, I'm very confident that he will deliver, um, big in his second year with the LA chargers.
0: You know, Isaac Rochelle's the elder Statesman here. I, I told him I was talking to you. He was pumped. He says, tell BK. I said, hi. And, uh, I know how much he appreciated being a part of your program. Uh, he's been a steady presence, complimenting Joey Bose and Melvin Ingram. But I think most importantly, Coach, he's just a great human being. And he's a champion in this community in Los Angeles. Just started a, a nonprofit to help folks during this pandemic. He's always thinking about others. And uh, again, I, he's a heck of a football player. But just speak to the person that Isaac Rochelle is.
1: Well, again, uh, I go back to when I recruited Isaac, um, you know, comes from a rural area. Um, I remember the, the home visit and uh, <clears throat> the assortment of different farm animals uh, that I had to go through just to get to his front door. Just unassuming, uh, unassuming, blue collar uh, and uh, always somebody that you could trust and trust in every fashion, um, trust in the classroom, trust on the football field, trust in the community. And, uh, man, I- I'll tell you what, I-, I love Isaac Rochelle. You can't have enough of them. And, and look, he's developed himself, too. Let- let's make no mistake about it. You know, he was, uh, he was a young man that came in that had to earn his way as well and um, has put himself in a position to – hard work and, and through a, a, an incredible drive to want to be successful.
0: Yeah, he, he's a core player in the locker room. Final thing for you, Coach, I mentioned all these guys. To have four players contribute to one defense in the NFL, it has to make you feel good about your program, how NFL teams, they're taking notice of guys on Notre Dame because of the whole package, because they're excellent football players, but you're going to get the complete package in the locker room as well.
1: Yeah, and so I think, you know, sometimes we get caught up with, uh, hey, we got drafted or we got guys going to the NFL. It's not about going to the NFL. It's about what happens when you get there and, and how do you represent your university? How do you represent yourself in the locker room, in the community? And I think that the, those that have left our program have done a great job in that. Um, and, and I think that that's the reputation that these men from Notre Dame are carrying Uh, and and I think that that's only going to get better.
0: You got a a message for your guys that I can pass along to them?
1: Yeah, I would say that uh, be safe, uh, wear your face masks, and uh, keep working out, man, because somebody's after your job. It's never easy in the NFL. That's why they call it the NFL, not for long.
0: That's right. Well, hey, Brian Kelly, head coach of Notre Dame. I can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes to talk with us about your guys. And I wish you health, happiness and success this year in South Bend.
1: Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Please be joined by my guy front of the program,
2: Isaac Rochelle. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm good. I'm the same as everybody else. Still just kind of holding it down in this in this weird Corona situation.
0: You know what, man, everybody online, I got comments throughout the season like Mike and Ike is the best. Mike and Ike is the best. When's Mike and Ike coming back?
2: You know, we've been, well. obviously, with Corona, it's a little bit more complicated doing, you know, like face-to-face interviews. We've been trying to think of creative ways that we could start interviewing people again. Um, I guess to answer your question, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Mike and Ike show is up and running here in the next month and we're getting kind of a season two uh, going and then maybe a season three again during the season where we interview some of the new guys on the team um but hopefully soon
0: it was fun to watch you guys just take it and run with it because you know it, it's one thing for us to to interview guys on the team but for you guys to have those personal relationships with players like i, I the the austin eclo one just stands out to me because you did it outside you did it on a tractor and yeah and and you and you learn so much about Austin just through you guys just kind of shooting the breeze talking about you know stories from when he was an undrafted rookie and um growing up in Colorado and and you pull things out of these guys because you're just buddies with them
2: yeah I mean it's definitely a different you know a different conversation when it's just two players talking uh versus having it feel more like an interview but uh, Austin was a fun one. Nobody knew that he was a former, uh, randomly, <laughs> but it's like, uh, it's cool to hear those things. And it, like you said, it's a different perspective.
0: Football, a lot of Zoom, right? I think everybody's a,
2: a Zoom master right now. What, what has it been like, this off-season program, doing it virtually at home? I'll tell you what, it's different. I'm not gonna be the one to say that it's it's the same. It's like very, very different sitting at home, doing these meetings. Uh, there's just challenges, you know, like, Obviously, sitting in the comforts of your home, that's challenging from a focus perspective. Um, but I think what it is giving us a lot of time to do is focus on some of the more like uh, technical stuff, some of the information, um, and making the package better and at a, in a deeper way. Um, and then shoot, when we come when we come in August and we're in training camp, we'll be fully ready to roll mentally. We know exactly everything that's going on and all we have to do is execute. So there's pros and cons to it. But like I said, I think it's given us a new perspective.
0: Derwin brought up a good point last week on the media availability that he had via Zoom. He's like, it's, it's really a mindset, right? I mean, you're still in a classroom. You're still trying to absorb the same amount of information. Um, a lot of this is all up here anyway. So if you, can, if you can retain the information and be able to eventually implement it onto the football field, uh, you're doing your job right now.
2: Yeah, and it's like I know a lot of really good players who are not playing in the NFL right now because they couldn't learn a playbook or they couldn't, you know, understand schemes or like from a defensive perspective, offensive schemes and terminology. And this is kind of giving everybody an opportunity to enhance that uh, aspect of their game. It is a mindset. I mean, it's like you got to sit down uh, and get your mind right like you're walking into a meeting room. Like I said, it's definitely more challenging when I when I have everything, all the distractions, uh, when I open up the door and leave the office. But, you know, it's, it's something that I think is important.
0: It is. And, and the hope is we get on that field, get on that grass soon. But uh, oh, no. you know what's cool, man, is we, we talked about a month ago, and you have used this time for so much good. Uh, you started something called Local Human, you and your girlfriend, Allie explain what local human is for those who may not know. I'm sure you may have seen the the quarantine t-shirts though floating around because you've sold quite a few of them.
2: Yeah. So local human is an apparel brand with intention. That's kind of like the general, what we are, but what we do is, uh, first off we donate a shirt for every shirt sold and we're donating it to foster centers. Like I mentioned to you uh, before this call, it's weird because foster centers are interesting. They only pretty much take new clothes. So, um, It's not like standard donations. They want uh, the people that are in these foster centers to be experiencing brand new clothes. Why should they have to look any different than anybody else? Um, So that's why we chose foster centers. So we're doing that. But we also have rotating monthly campaigns. Um, And with those campaigns, we're taking $10 from each shirt and we're donating it. Uh, An example is in April, we did Meals on Wheels. So for every shirt sold, we were able to donate three meals and a wellness check to individuals using Meals on Wheels. Um, we sold over 600 shirts, so huge win for the first month of local it's human. gigantic, man. It's huge, and it, it's been super exciting. And then this next month, we're partnering with AFSP, which is uh, suicide prevention. Um, we're going with the mental health, the mental health route uh, because it's May, and especially with COVID-19, it's just a really good time to talk about mental health. So uh, it's been fun. It's been a cool thing, and the people that I'm working with have made it a lot easier. What I love about it, is
0: the initiative changes each month. So you're, you're helping a certain segment of the population that may need it the most during that specific time. So obviously it was great to start out with the COVID-19 pandemic and, and helping folks locally, Meals on Wheels. Uh, you educated me so much on just how important and how vital Meals on Wheels is in Los Angeles right now, because so many people rely on it, and some of those places were in danger of shutting down, Isaac. So I, I mean, I didn't I didn't realize that. So to get somebody to buy a T-shirt and it equals a wellness check, which we talked about the importance of those, and then the three free meals. I mean, you're helping so many different people, and like you're saying, that's just one initiative, and now you're on to the next one in May.
2: Right. And it's what's it's I we're having fun with it because it's like, you you know, about see you on Sunday and what I've done from a mental health perspective with social media and like just being able to rotate. I can talk about mental health from the local human perspective. And it's like I think it keeps it keeps things fresh and exciting. Um, We already have our June campaign kind of ready to go and, and planned. And it's just like I said, it's fun. It gives everybody the opportunity to find something that they connect with. And then for us and even you, we I mean, shoot, we get to learn a lot about different uh, initiatives and different things that are going on around the world. It's, it's amazing.
0: And the, the See You on Sunday initiative, that's the first thing I thought about when you talk about mental health, because you've been a champion of that and uh, the importance of just maybe taking a break, right? That laying off your phone, at least for a day, um, do something outside, do something with your family, do something that doesn't require going on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or any TikTok, whatever it is, (laughs) explain why you chose mental health and and everything that's going into um, this initiative coming up.
2: Yeah, so I I think the big thing was, uh, you know, we want to find initiatives that make sense in the calendar on the calendar, and so May is Mental Health Month, so that was the biggest thing. Um, And then once we start there, you start thinking about why it's even important, given the context of kind of where we're at, COVID nineteen. Mental health is kind of just a growing, uh, I guess, thing that people are talking about. So then it makes more sense within that context. And then we just want to align with organizations um, that we feel like are like-minded, you know, in the way that we think. So that's kind of how AFSP came up. It was crazy. Uh, The opportunity kind of fell in our lap. And they, I mean, just talking with them um, and their organization, it's just been such an organic relationship. uh, And That's kind of how it came about. I mean, but to answer your question, the big thing is it's May. May is mental health month. Mental health, no doubt, deserves a month. So Local Human's going to be talking about it. I'm going to be talking about it. Um, And we're just going to to see what type of impact we can have. I want to go backwards just a little bit because
0: you and I already talked about how you and Allison started Local Human. Explain to our listeners who may not have heard that interview um, how you guys even started this and how it came to be.
2: Yeah, shoot. So we were, so Allie's in it, uh, my girlfriend, a guy by the name of Trevor Beck's in it, and his girlfriend, Pia. So the four of us have kind of started it. uh, And it just started sitting around drinking coffee super early in the morning uh, with nothing else to do. Uh, We spent a lot of time at the dog park. uh, (laughs) (laughs) we We all have dogs. And so we're just sitting around having these conversations every day about Corona and the death toll and all this stuff. And then finally, it's like, well, what can we do to get back? I mean, I have uh, what I'd like to call an intense Rolodex just from being in the uh, NFL. The contact, I have tons of contacts. Trevor has a, a great background in, uh, you know, startups, specifically apparel startups. And then Pia and Allie are really creative from the content side. So we're like, how can we utilize all these things to create um, a product for people to buy to give back? And then that's kind of where Local Human came from. So cool, man. I, it, it's It really is
0: inspiring. And I think to, to see an athlete put their time and effort and, and dedication into just starting something from scratch and then to see it kind of blow up over this last month in a positive way and then to move on to the next initiative. Um, you told me about a month ago, it's like some people don't know where to start in, in terms right. of helping. They, they find themselves in their house and they see – Bad news on TV, and like, what can I do to help? And this provides a platform for Chargers fans, for anybody, to take local human, buy a T-shirt, uh, right. or donate and make a
2: difference. Yeah, and it's funny you bring up the athlete thing. It's like I, 2020, this 2020 season, we want to win a Super Bowl, no doubt. That's and right. And I always tell people we want to be the best D-line in the country. I think we can be with the depth that we have. Um, in the meantime you know, I have this platform, my teammates have this platform, what can we do to impact the people around us? And how can we be facilitators for people to have an impact? Um, And so that's, I think that's, what's been cool. Like you said, it's really just utilizing resources and being the middleman between the consumer uh, buying our product and Meals on Wheels and AFSP and all these different organizations. So, I mean, I, it's been such a blessing and it's been so cool to be able to do this. Has the initiative turned over yet? It's turned over to, uh, to mental health now? So today's Wednesday. Meals on The Meals on Wheels campaign is pretty much ending today. Okay. Um, and then Friday uh, will be the, the new campaign. So we're giving a little bit of time in between. Um, and then we also have our local, we have a just a local human T-shirt that's now out that can be bought at any time. Um, and that's just, that's going to be your simple one for one. Every shirt you buy, we're going to donate one. Uh, to foster centers around the country. But, yeah, Friday's, Friday's going to be the drop, May 8th.
0: That's the drop. So localhuman.co, the new initiative's coming. Check it out in advance and definitely get involved. Isaac, a couple more for you, football-related. It's been a uh, it's been an exciting month when we talk about the draft, the, the uniforms. Um, we're seeing all the progress with the stadium. Uh, let's start with the draft because – Notre Dame West is in full effect, dude. I don't, I don't think you knew Alohi because he played at Navy, uh, but nonetheless, yeah. a, a, another member of the Irish coming to that defense.
2: Yeah, I don't know Alohi, uh, but what I do know is he's Notre Dame, and that's <laughs> all that matters, right? It is. I have a lot of trust in guys, you know, that come from Notre Dame. Uh, it's so crazy when I came here. I came here with James Walla who played with, played at Notre Dame, um, and it's just been like since him. I mean, he's gone now, but. It's just been Notre Dame the whole time people coming through. Uh, and it's, again, it's such a blessing to be able to play with these guys. Uh, but like I said, I have so much trust in Alohi and he, I mean, just based on film, he's a dude that stuck out, uh, you know, in the last, last two years, every time I've watched Notre Dame. He's a, he seems to be
0: like a leader and a guy who I think coach Kelly said just an inspirational leader on that team last year. Um, you know, Drew was a captain. You know, you know what you're getting with with Jerry in year two and and yourself. It's it's pretty neat. I I joked with Coach Lynn. I said, "Are you the coach of Notre Dame or are you the coach of the LA Chargers, man? What is really going on?"
2: <laughs> I, well, it's just like I, I always joke about it, but I think it's just a testament to like Notre Dame. You know, yeah. I think I think the organization has trust in bringing guys in. Uh, from Notre Dame, just based on their work ethic, you know their mentality. Uh, I mean, you take a guy like Drew, for instance. You draft him in the fourth round, and just the impact that he came and and had immediately on the field, off the field, work ethic. I mean, you hear TD talk about him, Thomas Davis, and it's like these guys have tremendous respect for Drew. And yeah. uh, you know that's what you're getting when you draft a guy like Alohi. I mean, it's it's just it makes sense. And I'm obviously extremely biased, but it makes sense.
0: It's okay, it's okay to be extremely biased. We all, we all know where you're coming from here. Hey, a couple more quick ones. The uniforms are fresh. Uh, bad right. show showed us his, his white uh, number four at the uh, happy hour we had yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your reaction when you saw them?
2: They're crispy. I think it's such a nice uh, switch up back to the kind of like the retro vibe. Yeah. And you know, I think, we have, I think we have uniforms that look like no other uniform. You know, in college, in pro, I think we have a unique uniform. So I'm juiced up to wear them, um, and everybody I've talked to loves them. Yeah, Well, will tell
0: Jerry I got, I got his helmet behind
2: me. He's I know. Fight. I guess to say 98, but we'll yeah, let it slide. I know.
0: Hey, listen, I I picked up the I picked up the box to get some of the gear, and I had I had the 99 helmet. I'm, I'm happy with it, but listen, I would I wouldn't be opposed to having a 98 up there too, man. Talk to him. Yes, I sir. Should've, I should have asked. I should have <laughs> asked. Hey, hey, finally, <laughs> last thing. This stadium is insane. I did you see the picture Crazy. of the Oculus um, from Crazy. yesterday? Yeah. I yeah mean, I it. This it's, is this is gonna be an unbelievable
2: place to play football, especially when the Chargers are winning. Right. I mean, no, there's no better time to be going into a new stadium. I feel like we had we have the pieces we need to be successful. Like I said, it's 2020 this season. You know, it's always super. It's always Super Bowl in our minds. Yep. Um, and we feel better about it than we, than we ever have, or at least in my career. Um, and it's like, like I said, no better time to go into the stadium. I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah. We're excited too, man. And uh, again, thanks for all you do really. I mean, you're, you've been a champion in the community since you got to Los Angeles and the the local human initiative, just the latest example of that. So appreciate all, all your hard work on and off the field, man. Look forward to seeing you on the field soon and uh, we'll be in touch shortly i think we'll be doing some stuff here over the next couple of weeks no
2: doubt appreciate you chris
0: all right guys that's gonna do it for us a big thanks to isaac and coach brian kelly for joining me and of course thanks to you all for listening remember keep it locked to the chargers podcast network all off season long we got a ton of great stuff going on not only on the podcast network but some really cool live events coming up including meet the rookies next week on Wednesday and Thursday. It's a two-night event in conjunction with CBS2. Join me and the great Jim Hill and meet all six members of the Chargers rookie class. Have a great weekend. And until next time, I'm Chris Harey.